Cheers, friends. This is Owning Her Seat, a podcast highlighting women who are breaking through glass ceilings in entrepreneurship, hospitality, and the restaurant industry. Today, I am interviewing Monica Atu, who is a luxury blogger, mother, and wife, and of course, a close personal friend of mine. Thank you for coming, Moni. My pleasure. <laughs> I was wondering when I was going to be asked to come on. <laughs> My pleasure. Oh, my Thank okay. you for having me. Thank you. Okay, so Monica, for those who do not know you, introduce yourself. Okay, so my name is Monica Aitook. Um, I am a fashion and lifestyle blogger based out of Atlanta. Um, I have been blogging for, this is going to be my ninth year. That's huge. Yeah. And I, I started doing this full time. This will be my fifth year doing this full time. Um, and basically I curate content um, for myself, for my audience, as well as for the numerous brands that I work with. I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of amazing brands, some of your favorite brands. Um, do I name drop or? Yeah, you can't. Absolutely. You okay. can. This, yeah. All right. So. Who do you work with, Monica? <laughs> <laughs> right now, let me see. Leaving um, the house. Well, I just I just finished a really cool collaboration with American Express. I love them. Which is not fashion, but, you know, we are lifestyle as well. Yes. Um, Nordstrom. I have some Nordstrom content planned. Um, who else? Uh, I have something with M.M. Lafer going live tomorrow. Walmart. All over the place. Dior. Um, who else have I worked? I've worked with a lot of brands, you and you know they never come to mind when Michelle someone asks you. Watches. Yo, Michelle, oh, I am, maybe. yeah, I know. I well, mean, I am a Mich Michelle ambassador. Yeah, I have, I have one of the newest ones that I just you know did work with them on. Um, um, but yeah. Oh, and Farfetch, that's another new one that we just signed. Um, so there's there's a few, but you, like I said, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot, but whenever people ask, I'm just like, well, yeah, I work with some really cool, you know, yeah, I work with some Home cool Depot, ones. Amazon. Home, yes, Home Depot, Amazon. I mean, you've, you've literally worked with a lot of them. Yeah, I, I've, I've worked with a lot of I've worked with a lot. It's been nine years. Yeah. <laughs> so what has everybody. been your favorite types of collaborations? Um, my favorite collaborations um, are the ones where it's, first of all, it has to be an organic fit. So I would say, for instance, a Michelle collaboration, Michelle, my first luxury watch was a Michelle watch. Um, and it was literally me just wearing my watch that I bought 20 years ago and tagging them every now and then and wearing it all the time. And they reached out and they were like, you need to upgrade your watch. And I was like, oh, sure. You know, <laughs> and then so first of all, it was just gifting. Um, and I, I told them I don't create content in exchange for products, but they're like, no, no strings attached. We just want you to update it. And then that really led into a partnership where the next time around is like, okay, we have this going on. And it's been that way. At least I think I've been working with Michelle for about five years. And this year wow. they decided, okay, yeah, let's let's do a year long, you know. So yeah, so a lot of a lot of fun ones, you know. When when those brands are the brands that you authentically, you know, buy from them. Same thing with J Crew. I you know I did, I think it was last year we did a full spread. I had my own little section on their website. I selected different linens and being able to work with a brand like for me, J Crew was one of those brands that I've always loved and yes. I still love. They're so classic yes, and timeless. Exactly. And I think that's really what it is, being able to work with timeless classic brands that you truly adore, that you love, that you actually spend your own money to buy. Yes. That that was originally my goal doing that. Well, I, I honestly my goal doing this was just really to have fun with fashion. So being able to now move forward and work with all the brands you love has always been, it's, it's yeah, there's just too many good ones that I can't really even nail one particular good one. I love it. Okay, so what was your journey like? What's your background? 
Okay, so my background, I do have a background in luxury retail. Um, I studied sociology and mass communication. So while I was at school, I am from Canada. So while I was at Come university, on, I know, right? York University, um, what did I do? I was working luxury retail at the time. So I started in a leather company. So I've got a, an extensive background in leather, you know, in leather and just product knowledge and all that stuff. And then I went from the leather company to... I would say Canada's version of Neiman Marcus, so yes. Renfrew, and I worked with them for many years, and then moved to Denver, where my, you know, my husband and whatever, and moving back here, and then just getting pregnant. So my journey as a fashion and lifestyle blogger started when I was pregnant with my daughter. Me and my sister were pregnant at the same time, and we were like, okay, what are we going to do? We've got all this free time. Well, she had free time. They get a year. <laughs> here we get what two six, days, six. <laughs> you know. So it was more so what are we going to do to not go insane while we ha while we're raising a child. So right. I think the it was really important that we found something for ourselves so our lives weren't weren't just our children because I think that's also important when you're raising a child yes. to have what you know something for yourself. So I was advised at the time that I really needed to start a blog so I could share fashion with friends and family. So it really was just, okay, this is an outlet that I'm going to share my outfit and maybe some tips, or if I find stuff, I'll share it here. And it started from something that was just so mediocre to what it is today where, you know, it's a full life fashion and lifestyle brand. So yeah, that was kind of my journey. And it was obviously, I made just, that was the short aspect of it, making it sound so easy, but it was a lot of work. You know me, you know, I'm, I'm working 24 yeah, so, seven. Such a workaholic. Yeah. So it went for like, literally when I started to, I was posting like almost every day and all of that. And, you know, and it was that whole trying to figure out how often I wanted to post, when I wanted to post, what I was going to post about. And that was while working a full-time job. That's huge. Okay. Yeah. So like, I know you get this all the time, like mm -hmm. your life looks so easy <laughs> and like this journey has been so easy. Like what are some of the things that you don't show that are like difficult behind the scenes? There's so much there. There's so much. First of all, just shooting, especially now I've now added YouTube to my repertoire. Exactly. To my repertoire. Um, the setup is difficult. That's why when I came in here, I was just like, wow, everything's set up so nice. I'm like, what, what do I need to make my life easier? You know, I literally bought a whole ton of the cameras equipment. just to kind of, you know, make it easier for me. But the setup, um, the clothing and steam, I hate steaming. So steaming and getting all of that ready, like that is difficult. And then trying to get all your clips together, uploading. Um, I eventually decided to hire a company to do my videos because I was doing everything on my own. That's so much. Um, and I think the most difficult thing is really juggling everything. People see the images, but they don't realize that you're literally working 24 seven. You're creating content. If you're anything like me, you're editing, you are shooting, you are, you know, your own accountant, you, you know, you have to, it's a business. So you have to manage your funds. You have to make sure contacts, um, contracts are read. Even though I have an agent, I still have to go over every contract. And that includes 21 pages of just gibberish. Um, <laughs> it's, it's true. Come on, gibberish. Um, and, and the list goes on and on. You also have to engage. You have you have to keep up with what's on trend. You have to do your research. Your research is watching hours and hours of YouTube or going through Instagram or TikTok and figuring out how to do videos. And it's a lot. It does look like it's fun. And I'm sure as I'm saying it, people are like thinking, well, that doesn't sound too bad. Wait till you sit down and try doing it. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So for those who are trying to like find their side hustle, mm -hmm. 
They have two kids. They're working a job where they're not feeling fulfilled. Mm -hmm. What tips would you give them on trying to make that leap from side hustle to entrepreneurship? Um, I would say to really just kind of, first of all, as you're doing your side hustle, you have to save, you know, because first and foremost, you know, moving into this space or where, you know, my side hustle of just blogging, first of all, it started as a passion and something that was fun. So I would say, and, and free, exactly. So, you know, I would first of all say to select or pick something that you are extremely passionate about because when it becomes daunting and when it becomes trying and overwhelming, you're going to need to rely on the fact that you actually love this thing. So it brings you joy. So definitely you have to find something that you are passionate about and then just finding a balance in the beginning. It's probably going to be a little hard. So that's just the reality of it. I I, I won't lie and say, oh yeah, you know, it's just, it's easy to balance. I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, Um, I'm at the point where I can actually hire someone and bring someone on to hopefully make my workload a little light lighter but in the beginning you know you're just gonna have to put your big girl pants on and just know that you're not gonna have much of a life um but you know it's rewarding and it's worth it in the end so it's just a matter of just put, keep on pushing through um you know and eventually you'll have a moment where you'll be able to rest I love that Speaking of saving, um, your back collection. <laughs> or How do you select which bags are in season? Your bag collection is amazing. I mean, I love how you will blend a $4,000 bag with a Walmart dress. And it looks great. So how do you pick which bags you buy? And why did you decide to highlight high and low fashion? Okay. Um, I think... Over the years, working with so many design, well, not so many, well, technically with various luxury brands, um, I've noticed, you know, certain things in in bags and in certain silhouettes that tend to transcend time or trends. Um, And I think for me, it's very visual. I am, I'm one of those people that I'm an artist, you know. Um, so I look at things and I look at fashion and I look at bags as art. So if the structure works or if there's something about the silhouette that's symmetrical or that just is visually appealing to me, um, I, I feel like that will be a bag that does well. And I've been able to successfully like pick bags that have done phenomenally well and that are, you know, classics for a lot of brands. Um, I also feel like, um, it's just a passion. Like I feel when I find a bag and if it moves me and I'm like excited and like, you know, I just have this, it's an emotion more than anything. In the beginning, of course, I was a bit more selective in how I was choosing bags or what I was buying. Obviously my budget also dictated that. But now that I'm a little older, I have a little bit more free money, I guess, or a little little bit more disposable income, exactly a little bit more disposable income. And also it's part of my job too, especially as a YouTuber to just kind of get ahead of trends and then kind of help people in terms of making their decisions. So, um, that has allowed me to kind of step outside the box a little bit and to kind of still pick things that are a little bit more trendy, but for me, um, it's really the silhouette. So as much as I love certain things, I have to look at budget. I have to look at, you know, longevity, is there a resale value for this piece Mm -hmm. and, you know, different little things like that. So if you could tell yourself when you first started blogging, what tips would you give yourself that you know now? Uh, um, You know, people, people have asked me this question and I'm always like, well, 
I don't know if I would necessarily change anything because you have to really take that bad with the good. Yeah. I've like deleted my entire website maybe twice. You know, I've done like there's so much that has happened. Yes. But it also. Were you able to recover it? I think I had one time I had to start all over again. Second time I was eventually able to kind of recover some of it. But with those things, you know, I feel like it just adds an appreciation for what you're doing. And I feel like it could always be worse. So I try to, you know me, I try to look at the right, try to look the right side of everything. You do. Um, and, you know, at least I'm still, I was still able to redo it. I was still able to start all over or maybe even improve it and make it better. So I feel like those disappointments are opportunities to grow and to excel and to do something better. So I kind of don't see it that way, per se. I feel like everything was necessary to get me to where I am now. I would say the only thing I probably would tell myself is don't sweat it. Don't sweat the algorithm. Don't sweat things that you can't control and just focus on what you can control. I love that. So what is next for you? What, what, what are we doing next? What, I mean, you have your YouTube, you have your Instagram, you have your website, you've covered so many fashion weeks. Like what's next for you? Uh, well, I, I feel like now I'm kind of at that point where I definitely want to expand my business a little bit more. Yeah. So, um, you know, we were having this conversation. Yes, we I were. think I'm going to re-release my ebook. <laughs> so that's kind of something I've been working on with one of with my agent and just kind of trying to figure out, like, you know, the direction of that and whatnot. And then just some little things here and there where I just really want to make sure that I'm not, you know, <laughs> driving myself crazy. But having more people come on board so I can really expand my business and just tackle new things and try new things, maybe some products. And maybe I might finally be able to put my um, sewing experience to, you know, and yes. we might, you know, we, we're we still working on everything. So we'll see what, what, what the future holds, but definitely a lot planned. There's a lot going in my head. <laughs> okay. So tell us about the book. The book. Oh, okay. Well, we haven't started it yet, but okay. you know, the previous um, ebook was really just about styling tips and whatnot. So, the new one moving forward would definitely still, rem- you know, kind of reflect the whole idea of styling tips and just ways to make sure you're on trend and you know, shopping tips. Um, what else? Um, what, the best times to buy, the best places to buy, the best places to get your cost, you know, your dollar, I guess your the best value, you know. So we're definitely going to try and cover a little bit of everything. It'll definitely reflect high, low fashion, which is what I'm very I much love about. It. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. So, so where do you get your style from? Um, I, I think from my mom, you know, my mom has always been a very stylish Nigerian woman, you know. Come and, on, Niger girl. You know, <laughs> and, um, you know, just watching her, you know, dress up and wearing her gile and, you know, Nigerians, we love our jewelry and all of that stuff and just dressing to the T's, especially when we celebrate everything, literally we celebrate <laughs> everything. Don't get um, me started about the wedding. Exactly. You know, and that's the thing, too, because when we moved from Toronto to Nigeria, you know, there was an event for everything, housewarming, this person looks funny events, you know, like everything was an event. So just watching her and her friends dress up, you know, I know I, I would just go to them. I'm like, oh my God, you guys look so pretty. And they're like, yes, you know, we work hard and we buy what we like. When you grow up, you buy what you like. So honey, right as I started <laughs> making that money, don't threaten me with the good time. Yep. So it was all about, okay, yes, I work hard. I buy what I like, you know, and I, that was kind of my inspiration to just dress to the tees every opportunity I get. So you've been featured in so many magazines for your style. Is there a feature that really meant the most to you that you're like, oh, 
You know, it's funny because maybe the first one, the first in style like feature, I guess that was kind of like, you know, but not to sound whatever, but after a while it starts, it's just like, yay, another one, you know? Yeah. Um, So there, there's, I wouldn't say there's any particular features that stand out. Um, I feel like everyone is like, wow, thank you. You know, I feel grateful. I feel you know, so humble that, wow, you guys picked me or you picked my style to feature or to focus on. So there's been a few, but I'm just, I'm grateful for all of them. I have to say I'm grateful for all of them. Well, I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Monica. Thank you for having me. Make sure you follow Monica on social media at Awed by Monica and make sure you check her out on YouTube at Awed by Monica and her website, www.awedbymonica.com.